Hello everyone, this is Trevor with Tea Time Reports. I really hope you guys um, have enjoyed the show and the podcast thus far. Hopefully you, all of you are following us on Instagram, TikTok, uh, Twitter, at Tea Time Reports. Our YouTube channel, I keep saying this should be up pretty soon. Um, and shout out to Brandon for his first episode. Hopefully everyone is checking that out as we speak. Um, and definitely shout out to all the boys out there that have just been putting in work to the show and trying to make this the best podcast out there for you guys to come to for your film, music, sports, and just overall chill vibe kind of content. So, um, and to all of our new listeners out there, I, I hope you guys uh, and gals and um, maybe a dog, who knows, um, are, are enjoying this. And I see that, uh, you know, we get more and more listeners every day now, it seems, and more and more across the world, more and more people in Britain seem to be tuning in. So shout out to to the chaps and the blokes over there, um, but uh, definitely we really appreciate the support and every download, every listen, every follow, it uh, goes a lot further than you think. So again, this episode is going to be based on the USFL and its second consecutive offseason going into season three next season. Um, I'm going to be talking about some of the signings going up to the NFL, uh, as well as some league news and just some records that were broken as well. Um just another kind of recap on season two, but this is off-season coverage, so get ready for more off-season coverage of the USFL, especially going into season three. It's a big season for the league, and as well as the players that have signed. So and I got some big news. But last time we did a USFL uh, episode, we talked on uh, Deion Kane, wide receiver for the Birmingham Stallions, Josh Peterson, tight end for the Houston Gamblers, Brandon Aubrey, kicker for the Birmingham Stallions. Uh, all three of those uh, guys got signed. And called up Brandon Aubrey is on the Dallas Cowboys for a three-year deal. Josh Peterson is on the Jacksonville Jaguars. His contract hasn't been, uh, you know, kind of exposed like that yet. And Deion Kane and I, I yet to find out uh, his team at this time. And if you guys follow us on Twitter at Tea Time Reports, you can get all of our USFL news kind of instantly there. Um, but those three guys, shout out to them again. Um, also, just another, you know, shout out to USFL Comms um, on Twitter. In 2023, USFL records, in addition to two modern game records, all USFL running back Wes Hills set five modern uh, season records while leading the USFL breakers to the playoffs. 180 rush attempts for 679 yards, 278 receiving yards, most ever by a running back, 957 combined rushing and receiving yards, 38 receptions, most ever by a running back as well. So that was a very, very legendary season by Wes Hills running back for the USFL um, New Orleans Breakers. Um, he had a really good game, and he's in good company with Herschel Walker's game that he had, had uh, when Herschel Walker had 233 rushing yards in uh, a 1985 game. Uh, West Hills actually had 191 rushing yards and 34 rush attempts. Uh, I think it was in week two or three this past season. Um, Shout-out to Alex Magoo, um, two-time... USFL champion and the league's MVP. I want to see him on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So if any scout, if anyone in the Tampa Bay area has any connection to the Bucks, get Magoo's name in the room because he needs to be called up already. Um, but then just going into some more, um, just quick little interval here based on some league news. Um, according to USFL Newsroom, um, inside a potential USFL and NFL partnership for player development, so they're talking about player loans, uh, loaning players down to the USFL, you know, fourth, fifth string practice squad guys, just to keep them, you know, in rhythm, ready to go, just in case, you know what I'm saying? Because it's it's always good to have game reps. It's always good to have that tape out there, especially as a player. You want to have that, and you want to build a legacy as well. 
And we'll get into the legacy aspect of the USFL here pretty shortly. Um, but I think that's just a very, it's a massive deal for the league. They're getting partnered with the best football league on the planet. Why not? Why not have contact, communication, a partnership with the NFL? People, I saw, I saw a tweet and some person was like, this is just going to become a minor league. So? <laughs> so? Well, I mean, is that, a, is that supposed to be an insult to the USFL? I want the best quality football in this league. I, I want the best available talent for the best available price that will be able to play. Not And, and this offers them potentially a way around maybe dumping so much money into players is the contracts will be taken up by NFL teams, but they'll want to see what their player is able to do on a USFL squad. So the details of that will, will, will definitely be... Um, if you guys want more information, check out James Larson, PFN, uh, on Twitter. He is a very good kind of analyst slash reporter. Um, good content, and he's on top of this news. But um, two seasons down, and they're already talking about a partnership with the, with the NFL, the, the biggest uh, American football league on the planet. Um, so so that's I, that kind of already sets the USFL apart of other, of other alternative leagues, in my personal opinion like the CFL and XFL. I don't really think that there's a, a comparison at this point. We've seen two completed successful seasons that are built like and officiated like and structured like the NFL, which is the peak. I know the CFL has been trying to be like the NFL by any means, but you still want to see high-quality ball. And I think after this news, I'm expecting in Season 3 some of the best Spring League ball ever played. So that that's just going to be something exciting to look out for. And if you look at the number, if you look at the numbers from the '80s USFL, it showed monster numbers, guys and gals. I mean, go check out those numbers because, I mean, Jim Kelly, Herschel Walker, and Reggie White, uh, Reggie White, excuse me, some of those guys were putting up insane numbers in in twelve uh, week seasons, I believe. But uh, moving forward to some other news uh, via USFL Center on Twitter as well. Again, check out Twitter. The USFL community is, as a whole is just very, very lucrative of information and just positivity. I love it. Um, but he, uh, this Twitter, uh, this tweet is discussing how tight end Wes Saxton and offensive tackle Isaiah Battle have re-signed with the Generals, New Jersey Generals, for the 2024 season. Battle was a starter for much of the 2023 season before he was moved to the injury reserve list in Week 8, while Saxon recorded six receptions for 70 yards during his season with New Jersey. So it's good to see these guys want to come back and get some more development. Um, and and it's, just, it's just good. Wes Saxon's out of South Alabama. He's a good tight end. I want to see him utilize more in that offense. And offensive tackle Isaiah Battle is out of Clemson. This guy's not a slouch. You know, the more reps and the more... The more workout and, and the, the the more he gets used to the position, the better he'll be. Because like this is a guy that could be a legit high quality backup or maybe even a starting guard for a team that's struggling. If he really refines his craft, there could be line uh, lineman development coming out of this league, especially if the NFL does that partnership with them. So I just thought, I just think that's an interesting trait because there's not a lot of big men that can move like that in the world, you know. So the more game reps, the more practice, the more the more refined you get at your craft, your hand movement, your jump off, your your whole stance, everything, it's just better. You'll get better. So just keep keep your eyes out for Isaiah Battle for sure. Um, and then the Birmingham Stallions released linebacker Brody Buck, who kind of came in late in the year, um, got some reps in, did his thing. I wonder if he's actually retiring. 
good chance of that. But he might actually get picked up by another squad. Because um, it doesn't say contract terminated. He definitely was not picked up by an NFL team. Um, they were just probably clearing that roster spot. But um, another thing that uh, did come out of nowhere, but might either be news of return, um, a return to the CFL or potentially either a trade or he might be going to a different team or he might just be retiring. And that is 35-year-old quarterback McLeod Bethel-Thompson. Um, he was removed from the New Orleans Breakers roster today. They only have two quarterbacks on the roster now. Um, they're going to have to fill that hole because he did have a really good season, led them to the playoffs, um, and, and had a really nice offense around him. He just was not able to capitalize on that playoff game, and they really disappointed me in my personal opinion. Um, but he was really good during the season, put up some really solid numbers, and he played, he played 20 professional football games within 365 uh, days. And the last quarterback to do that was Steve Young in 1985 when he was in the uh, uh, USFL. So just something to think about. I mean, I, you know, I know he's old. I'd like to see him come back to the USFL, man, because he put up some good numbers. He didn't really show like he can play anymore. You know, he showed that he still had something. So, you know, maybe he could take another shot with a different team. Maybe he goes up north to the Northern Division. But I know his wife and family are um, in that. Uh, his wife is like a writer for Disney, so I'm sure they're located in either California or Florida. So until there's a team in either of those, which I don't think there will be in season three, I do not believe he will come back. And if he does come back, I can see him maybe going back to the CFL. But um, that's just a discussion maybe for him in the offseason. I'd like to see him come back to the USFL, though. But shout-out to McLeod Bethel-Thompson for really putting out a really solid year for the USFL. And uh, it was really good to see you play, man. And he had a good season. But um, And then, again, um, Daryl Johnson did talk about the uh, NFL partnership. Um, it This is a quote. Um, it makes sense for there to be conversations about allowing key positions to come down to the USFL, but go directly back to the NFL team that holds their rights. So again, they're talking about like kind of a loan situation. Um, and, and that just makes sense. You know, if you're a good product, a good quality league, the NFL is going to want to utilize that to get their their practice squad guys or their backups some good game reps during the offseason because their season does not interfere with the with the uh with their off season the mandatory mini camps and stuff like that it doesn't actually mess up with that it actually ends i think 2 weeks prior to even voluntary uh, mini camp and rookie mini camp and stuff like that so that's just an interesting thing to look at as well but the Houston Gamblers and um they made a couple signings as well a new kicker Gabe uh Brick and out of Oklahoma and then long snapper Logan Klusman out of Kansas so that's good for them that they got a new uh special teams unit there as well um, and the Michigan Panthers also made a pretty decent signing, for my personal opinion. Uh, tight end Gunner Oaks out of Eastern Michigan. They keep signing local guys, and this is a big dude. I want to talk about Gunner Oaks here for a second because this is the name that we're going to be looking out for in Season 3. He's going to add that edge to the run game. He's, it's going to definitely directly affect Stevie Scott and Reggie Corbin. If they're still there, I hope they are. Um, and, and it's going to add that edge. He's a massive tight end, and I imagine if they do get him the ball, it's going to take three guys to bring him down. So look out for Gunnar Oaks um, for the Michigan Panthers in Season 3, who I expect to be a contender with Mike Nolan as their head coach. I really am excited for that. And a lot of these signings and stuff actually indicate that some of these head coaches are going to be returning. And the only head coach I suspect that might leave is Todd Haley, but we'll see about that. And then the New Jersey General, sorry, my, my tongue just got tied there. They made a couple more free agency signings, um, as well as a re-signing here, um, too, actually. But they are a new addition, 
Um, actually, I think all of these are re-signings, to tell you the truth. Running back, Kingston Davis. Safety, Drayvon Askew-Henry. And offensive tackle, Calvin Ashley. So it's really awesome to see that they're bringing kind of the same guys back to, to maintain that system and hopefully get back into the race in the playoffs. Um, because they were a really good team in Season 1, and this indicates a lot of... Um, because there's a big addition to the Generals that we're going to be talking about in a second, but their head coach, Mike um Mike Riley, I really like. I really like him, and think he's a really good head coach. I think he'll be returning, and I think you know, based on going nine and one in the first season, and then going three and seven, I think he's really not liking what happened, and uh, he's gonna come back with a vengeance. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, the the Generals re-signed five players with expiring USFL contracts for the twenty twenty four season, so that's a really big deal in my personal opinion. The Generals. You know, I hope they make some big additions, but it's good that they're maintaining a base foundation for their team, um, and I think they'll be a solid team in the North next season. Um, it's going to get to the point where all these teams are going to be really good, and they're going to need to expand this league, um, but they need to get out of this hub system eventually, or at least rebrand the team for Canton, and then move everyone else out accordingly, so that way they can save some money, because it looks like they're, they're attempting to build something there in Canton, so I, I'm going to keep my eyes out on that news as well. Moving forward here, there was a couple other signings that I did want to briefly discuss after another USFL comms tweet. Shout out to that account on Twitter. Corey Coleman for the USFL uh, Philadelphia Stars became the first and only modern USFL player with 600 plus receiving yards. The 2023 All-USFL Wide Receiver set a modern record with 669 receiving yards in the season. And they didn't miss. They missed the playoffs, sadly. But he was a really good receiver uh, all season. Very smart, aware with his body, made really good possession catches. Had a couple crucial drops, but um, you know maybe if he comes back for another season, refines his craft even more, has a breakout season, I could say I could see him maybe back on a, on a roster at some point, or at least maybe a tryout. But uh, I talked about the kicker for the Birmingham Stallions, who was the kicker for two seasons for them, two rings with them, um, Brandon Aubrey. He signed a three-year deal, $2.6 million deal with the Dallas Cowboys. The second USFL player to sign a three-year deal with the Cowboys, the first was Cavante Turpin. He signed a three-year deal, $2.56 million deal last year. So that's a really interesting um, kind of spot that the Dallas Cowboys seem to be um, taking talent from, is the Stallions team, both special teams guys. So that's really cool. Just wanted to shout out Brandon Aubrey for getting his money. I mean, shout out to him. And then two re-signings for the Birmingham Stallions, long snapper, uh, long snapper Ryan Langan, and then running back C.J. Marable. I really wanted to see him get some NFL looks, but, you know, it, it is a tough position to kind of jump back into the NFL with. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I'm not taking anything away from C.J. Marable by any means because I think he is a very, very explosive player, has quick feet, sure-handed, very good ball carrying vision, and he's a versatile weapon for the offense. So it's a very exciting re-signing for the Birmingham Stallions. If you're a Stallions fan, you should be ecstatic about that because he's a focal point of that offense. And he's building a legacy in this league. This will be his third consecutive season in the league. He has two rings. I mean, can they go for the three-peat? They'll be a for-sure dynasty. And I, I love this for him. I really do. So shout-out to CJ Marable. And he's been showing love to the uh, show's Threads account at Tea Time Reports, as well as some Twitter, um, you know, some tweets about him, as well as 
This next man I want to talk about as well, who is a crucial, crucial person to, I guess, my sports love. And his name is Darius Victor, running back for the New Jersey Generals. He is a superstar for the USFL. He is. He is a face of the franchise of the Generals, but also a face of the league. And he signed a two-year deal with the New Jersey Generals, which is just fucking awesome. And that's via Mike Mitchell uh, on Twitter, so shout out to him. Um, But hashtag thick thighs save lives, because this man is a legend. He's so fun to watch. He's explosive. He's powerful. And he's just a very explosive player. And he's so, like, he's very entertaining to watch. And he's another another focal point of an offense. And just another fun running back that I've enjoyed to watch his craft and his, and his game. And, and, and I think if you have not seen any highlights from him, I recommend that you look up Darius Victor USFL highlights. He's had a really good two-season stint with him. And now he's back for two more. So that's slight confirmation on a season four. So very interesting news for Darius Victor. Very excited to see him back in the USFL. Should have been on a camp. Should have been in a little tryout or something in the NFL. But I'm glad that him and CJ Marable are some of the first guys to make a for sure stamp and like legit legacy footprint in the USFL. The modern USFL. It's incredibly exciting if you're a USFL fan or just a football fan in all honesty. You should be rooting for these guys. I mean, it's it's football. It's the game we all love. Um... But genuinely, it's really awesome to see that Darius Victor was able to sign a two-year contract with the team that he's kind of been performing the best with. I mean, he had a over 500-yard season. I think he had over five touchdowns this past season. He's making a name for himself. And, you know, maybe when this league expands to potentially a 12-week season with a bye week, maybe some more teams, I'd like to see this man finish out his playing time, you know, with the USFL, you know? I think that'd be awesome. You know, maybe after this two years done, two year deal is done, maybe sign another one. You know, I mean, this league can go on and on and on. It really can. It has the potential. And I think these signings and and additions and just this overall news and and off-season action to this point, it just proves it. Um, And, you know, I I think if you're overall a USFL fan or, again, I was saying just a football fan, this should be exciting for you. And I think there's no debate anymore that the USFL is going to be the dominant factor in this time frame in the year um, when it comes to football. I'm not saying it's going to compete with the Kentucky Derby. I'm not saying it's going to compete with baseball or, or the NBA playoffs. But you know what? It could be its own thing. And I think that's what's important when you talk about the USFL. It's not the NFL. But it's a league that can still make legacies and still give you so much to root for, you could find your whole new club. Maybe you don't have a local NFL team, and you want an NFL, and you and you want a professional team. Now you have one, maybe if you're in Birmingham, if you're in Jersey, if you're in Pittsburgh. I mean, you have so much in Pittsburgh, but you know, I mean, I mean, if you're in fucking New Orleans, I mean, you have a lot in New Orleans. I mean, Birmingham is kind of a big one. New Jersey is kind of a big one. Um, as well, I mean, obviously Michigan always wants something to root for. But it's just it's just a cool, fun league, in my opinion. It's very it's the most professional alternative football league that I've watched, and I genuinely enjoy it more than any other alternative leagues that I've tuned into. So I think if you're a football person, check it out. But I will definitely be continuing with USFL offseason coverage and news, and I will make sure to keep everyone informed 
on what's been going on in the USFL going into Season 3. I mean, we got to stay informed. We all got to make sure we have the context going into Season 3. And I think that, you know, this news is just fucking awesome when you, when you break it down. I think it's really cool to know that we're getting slight confirmation on the Season 4. And we're going to be able to see some of these familiar faces back for Season 3. And they're also cementing legacies with these records and, and, and just a different type of vibe for football. And also, shout out to everyone that's been called up to the NFL thus far. It's been three players still. I'm expecting many more. Um, just as many as last year, if not more. So definitely we'll have a tracker going on the Twitter account. So just make sure you're following us on all social media platforms for sure. For all news across all platforms on all different types of sports, on all different types of music and film. We try and bring any kind of like diversity and intellectual thought and conversation to this podcast. And if you have any ideas or constructive criticism, make sure you guys uh, DM us or shoot us a text on Twitter or something like that. We greatly appreciate it. But uh, for everyone out there listening in right now, I hope everyone has a great evening, night, morning, day, week, month, year. It doesn't matter when or how you're listening to this. Uh, if you're listening to uh, Tea Time, we, uh, we greatly uh, appreciate you and we uh, acknowledge you out there. So we're sending positive energy and positive vibes. And uh, shout out to the USFL for having a really solid offseason up until this point. And the coverage will continue. This is Trevor, signing up. Peace.